You're listening to the Bridges Nashville podcast. Bridges is a house church movement meeting in homes all across Music City. To find a house church near you or to find other ways to support or get involved, go to BridgesNashville.com. Well, how is everybody doing today? Oh, come on. You can do better than that. This is Resurrection Sunday. Come on. Does anybody feel alive today? Because he's alive. Amen. Going to have a great day. Look at somebody and say, you're alive right now. Then look at somebody else and say, I'm praying for you. Ah, just joking. Everybody's alive and well today because Jesus is alive. Welcome out to Bridges Nashville. We're going to have an amazing time. I believe uh, that the one thing that we can rejoice about today is that no matter what we're going through, we've got a risen Savior. Amen. Come on, he's not dead, he's not in the tomb, he's alive and well, living on the inside of us. He's walking this earth today, and that's one thing we can always rejoice about. Come on, he's overcome death, come on, hell and the grave. Come on, come on. So there's nothing that we can't overcome because he's already overcome that. Amen, amen. Well, we're going to have a great time, guys. I'm going to jump into this, but as we kind of finish up our series from death to life, I want to leave a thought with all of us today about Jesus being our hope. Everybody say hope. Come on, say it like you're a preacher. Hope. There you go. Got some preachers in the congregation today. Jesus is our hope. Has anybody ever hoped for something in Maybe it didn't happen or you didn't think it was going to happen. Come on. Anybody ever face some disappointment? You had some high hopes for something, like way up here, and then the bottom dropped out and you got disappointed. I remember years ago when I was just a kid and, and it was around Christmas time. And, you know, as children, uh, some of them are here. They can testify to it. But even as adults, you remember when you were a child and you wanted that one thing for Christmas. Anybody remember that? Come on. Come on. You searched the Sears and Robux catalog. Come on. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You went through that thing and, and, and you found that one item that you wanted. And for me, I was probably uh, just going into middle school. I wanted a Daisy 880 BB gun. Daisy 880 pump action BB slash pellet gun. I pulled the picture out of the Sears and Robux catalog, Pastor Curtis, and I hung it on my wall. And, and I didn't even know Jesus then, but I had faith for that Daisy 880 BB pellet gun. And I told my parents, you know, I'm, I, I'm believing for this for Christmas. And I just, I would imagine myself out shooting it and just walking around with it. I imagined myself hanging that gun on the wall and, and just had high hopes. And the closer it got to Christmas, I would go look up under the Christmas tree. Now, I, I figured that if it were coming in a box, it'd be long and rectangular, right? So every day I'm, as it gets closer to Christmas, I'm looking up under the Christmas tree. I'm not seeing a long and rectangular box I'm not seeing it I'm not and I know it doesn't come in pieces it comes as whole and every day it's like December 20th and I'm looking I don't I don't see that box up under the tree it's December 21st I'm not seeing the box it's December 22nd I'm not seeing the box I'm even looking in the tree by then thinking that they hide it in the tree did Santa put it in the tree and it December 24th rolls around Christmas Eve guess what I do not see up under the tree, that long, slender box. And as a little boy, my, my heart sank. I walked around depressed on Christmas Eve. 
And I never will forget, my dad and mom see me. They see I'm at the point of a, of a breakdown. And my dad is wise, and he, he says, you know, I think I heard Santa do something in the garage. And he walks out in the garage, and he walks back in with, guess what? This long, slender box. And, and the moment they came in, didn't even have to unwrap it, but I saw it, and hope was restored. And I never will forget what they said. They said, you know, you had such high hopes. Did you feel like you were going to be let down? And that stayed with me, obviously, because I'm almost 50 and I'm still talking about this story. And in the Bible, if you're taking notes, and I suggest you do, we're going to dive into this. Proverbs 13, 12 says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. When you're hoping for something, you're hoping maybe for a better life. Maybe you're hoping for your situation to change, and you've been hoping. It says, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a dream fulfilled is a tree of life. Everybody say tree of life. Come on, say it like you're preaching. Tree of life. And we got to begin to recognize when we go through those seasons where, where we feel hope slipping away, we must go back and grab that and realize that we serve a resurrected Savior. There's nothing that he can't do in you, through you, and for you. Amen? We got to keep that in mind. Now, it brings me to my text today in Luke, Luke 24 as we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And all throughout this week, as people were posting and, 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 and uh, just in uh, recognition of Holy Week and then the, the uh, Good Friday and the, the death of Jesus, the burial of Jesus and the resurrection of Jesus, I want us to, to look at some of those that walked closely with him. Have you ever read the Bible and you thought, man, well, they walked really like in, in eyesight of Jesus. I wonder what that would have been like. Has anybody ever thought, man, if I could just walk alongside of him, my life would be a lot better? We all think that because we're human. Jesus, if you were only here in the flesh and you were walking with me, uh, uh, then I would know how to, how to love that person that I really don't love right now. If you were only with me, you'd keep me in check. And as we dive into Luke 24, we're going to find out that even those that walk closely with him, sometimes often forgot what he was actually saying to them. So Luke 24, I'm going to share a bunch of scripture today. Is that okay with y'all? Because we're in church, and we should be, right? So Luke 24, we're going to have a bunch of scripture going on, starting with the first verse. It says, now on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they and certain other women with him came to the tomb, bringing the spices where they had prepared. But they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. So this was after his, his death and his burial. Now the resurrection has taken place, and they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. Then they went in and did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And it happened as they were greatly perplexed. Everybody say perplexed. About this, that behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. Then as they, as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, they said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here. Thank God. I mean, we could have church right there. He is not here. 
but is risen. Remember, I say remember. Now I'm saying all these because we're going to dial this back in, but, but I believe God is always telling his people to remember. Remember in Old Testament, every time he did something great, he would always have them to uh, gather stones as a memorial because he, he knows man we're quickly to forget. We can forget from one miracle to the next. God does something great in our life, and then we're faced with another challenge, but we forget that he brought us out of this thing that we thought we weren't going to get out of. So he's always telling his people to remember. So they said, he is risen. Remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee, saying, the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and the third day rise again. And they remembered his words. Then they returned from the tomb and told all these things to the eleven and, and, all, and to all the rest. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them who told these things to the apostles. And their words seemed like idle tales. Everybody say idle tales. And they did not believe them. Isn't it something when Jesus has recounted his entire life journey and those that were closest to him were the first to forget? See, life circumstances and situations, they don't come to take us out. They come to cause us to forget that we serve a risen Savior. When situations hit us, their only goal is to cause us to forget that we've got resurrection power available to us because he's no longer in the tomb. And in Luke 24, y'all still with me? Luke 24, verse 13, it says, Now that same day, two of them, everybody say two. These were two of Jesus' disciples. Were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, they were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself, uh-oh, not in the tomb, but Jesus himself came up and walked along with them, but they were kept from recognizing him. I mean, no, that's a cool setup that Jesus, when you, it's almost like undercover boss. Anybody ever seen that, that, that show? You know, he's just, he's just joined in the walking with them. How'd you like to be a fly on, on that shoulder somewhere so you can just see and hear what's going on? But he's walking along with two of the men that he poured his life into. Told them every detail of what was going to happen. They didn't recognize him, but Jesus is like that undercover boss. Verse 17, he asked him, what are you discussing together as you walk along? You see that setup? Like, he knows what they're talking about. So what are you guys talking about? They stood still, their faces downcast. That hope has been drained. One of them, named Cleopas, asked him, Are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? He's talking to Jesus, like, man, where you come? Are you fresh off the bus? If it were in today's world, he'd be like, man, this thing has been all over TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and you don't know what's going on. 
And Jesus, so cool. What things? He asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet. Now listen, now they're, now, now they're, they're proclaiming something, but they've forgotten his words. He was a p- prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. Verse 21, this is where we're going to camp out. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. When you think about that statement, it puts things in perspective. They walked alongside of Jesus. He told them everything that was going to happen to his life. Now, two disciples that he poured his life into are walking around without hope. They're using it past tense. He was a powerful prophet, mighty in word and deed. We've seen him perform all these miracles. They crucified him, and we hoped. It's almost like they're shaking it off, David. We hoped he was the one. Our chances are gone. We hoped he was the one. And it makes us look at our lives and how many times have you and I have gone through something. And we had this same mentality. Maybe you're sitting here today or maybe you're watching online somewhere around the world. And maybe your, your, your confession is, you know, I, I, I'd hoped by now that I would be in a better place. I'd hope by now that my, that my marriage would be better. I'd hope by now that I would at least be married. I, I'd hope by now that I'd be out of this financial struggle. I'd hope by now that I'd have my, my Christian walk together. I, I'd hope by now that I'd be a much better human being. I'd hope by now I would have my act together and be more of a, a witness for Jesus. I'd hope by now I'd be, I'd be out of this bad habit that has held me in bondage for years. I'd hoped by now. Mm. I had hoped by now. Going back to these disciples, their whole, whole world has been shaken. The bottom has been dropped, and, and they're walking around with Jesus Christ, and they can't recognize him. And their only confession is, well, we had hoped that he was the one. We hoped that he was the one that was going to help us. I'm telling you, if that's your thought process today, listen, let me remind you that you serve a risen Savior. We don't have to hope that he was the one. We know that he's the one. Amen? We know that deep down inside. We know that. We have hope for a better tomorrow. We have hope for a brighter future. We have hope for restoration and in all the different areas and arenas of our life, our personal life, our family, our relationships. We have that hope because he's no longer in the tomb. But these are two disciples. Once again, they walked with him. Now without hope because they've simply forgotten what he told them he was going to do. Now back to the story. Everybody say back to the story. 
All right, now y'all fading out on me now. Come on now, come on. This is this Easter Sunday. We don't, now you can mount back to the story. No, come on, let's, I'm going to give you a chance to redeem your own self, okay? Here we go, back to the story. Here we go. Verse 21. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. Verse 22, but now some of our women have completely confused us. Now, that's a whole other message. Okay. Okay. All the married men, I got you. That's a whole other message. Okay. Not for right now, but that's a whole other message. All the men, y'all kind, of, kind of looking at me like you don't even want to look at your wife right now. Because you just, yeah, you know, because then that turns into a whole other message again. But now some of our women have completely confused us, which that is a powerful statement. And, and I love this, you know, uh, there's, you know, you know, sometimes I get questions. You know, I've been in ministry for over 20 years and and you'll get questions. What do you think about, uh, you know, uh, women speaking the word of God? Well, well I, I, I go back to Jesus first revealed that he, he was risen to women. Gave them the message to go about and tell these men who are confused <laughs> that he's no longer in the tomb. They're confused because they have forgotten what he said. Early this morning, they were at the tomb and couldn't find his body. They came back with the story that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Some of our friends went off to the tomb to check and found it empty, just as the women said, but they didn't see Jesus. Verse 27, then he said to, to them, I love this. Now, this is where Jesus kind of calls them out. Because he couldn't, he couldn't stand it any longer. Can you imagine that? He's, he's undercover boss. You ever watch that show? And you only going to let your employees do some crazy stuff for so long. And you, you got to step in because they're about to mess up your business. Come on. They're about to mess up your profits. They're about to drive people away. They're about, you're about to lose customers. And so then you got to break in. So Jesus got to the point. It's like, I can't stand it any longer. You guys don't get it. And in verse 7, he revealed that he's undercover boss. He says, then he said to them, so thick-headed, call them thick-headed, hard-headed, so slow-hearted, why can't you simply believe? Let me stop right there. He said, why can't you just simply believe? Quit overcomplicating things. Quit trying to figure things out on your own. Quit looking at the natural circumstances. Now, I know that's easier said than done. Amen? It is because we're human. And things happen and our humanity tries to kick into action. And we end up, come on, let's be honest. Some of you messed up something because you got in the way. And the moment you put your hands on it, God takes his hands off. And he'll sit back and he'll be that undercover boss till finally he just can't stand it any longer. And he says, you're hard-headed, thick-headed. And he reveals to you something. He says, why can't you simply 
believe. And I think God, even in this resurrection, I think if we're not careful, our mind can go to a place to where we're trying to figure out. Now, okay, now which, which day was it actually that he came up out of the grave? Come on. I mean, all that is irrelevant. Doesn't matter which day it was, but he did come up. Come on, that's what we need to focus on. Well, when he, when he, when he, when he rose from the dead, was, did, was, was, it, was his body decaying and it came back? Would, all that is irrelevant. But the fact that he rose from the grave, just simply believe. See, they couldn't wrap their minds around. They had totally slipped out of faith. They'd forgotten his words. And in their minds, they could not compute the fact that this dead man, although they had seen miracles before, they hung out with Jesus. They saw him raise Lazarus from the dead. But their minds got in the way and they quit believing. And I'm here to remind all of us today, listen, because Jesus rose from the dead. There's resurrection power available. All we must do is get our mind out of the equation sometimes. Amen? Quit trying to figure everything out and just trust God, even if it's an impossible situation. Just get your mind out of the equation and simply believe. Jesus got so frustrated. Why can't you simply believe all that the prophet said? Don't you see all these things had to happen? Everybody say, had to happen. Oh, that's a little better. Y'all still there? He said, don't you see these things had to happen, that the Messiah had to suffer and only then enter into glory? These things had to happen. These things had to happen. See, a lot of times when God gets ready to resurrect something into your life or to, to, to cause you to go to another level or cause something to open up for you, there's some things that have to happen. Have you ever had something happen in your life and when it happened, it frustrated you? It disappointed you, but later on you stayed committed to the journey. Then one day you look back and say, oh, oh, I see why that happened now. That had to happen. I didn't like it when it happened, but I see now that that, that had to happen. It had to happen. I've got a good friend of mine who um, is a physical trainer, and he was bouncing around from gym to gym. And I don't know if you've ever been involved in that world, a physical trainer. He did not own his own gym. So he's left to the mercy of, of other gyms that will, will contract him out to come into the gym. And then during COVID and some gyms shut down, uh, they kept pulling contracts. So uh, he'd go in to work one day and they pulled his contract. So now he's got to take his clients and find another location and thought he'd got a good location. And guess what? A month later, they did what? Pulled his contract. So he's going to a third location, and, and he's setting up a shop there and got customers coming. And all of a sudden, the manager comes in and says, I'm sorry, but I've got to pull your contract. And he was frustrated and irritated in the moment. And God, why is all this happening? 
the beginning of this year, guess what? He took that next step and actually signed a contract for his own gymnasium, his own facility. And as he moved in, and I went there for the grand opening, and, and we, were, we, were, we were talking about all those things that happened, and with a smile on his face then, he said, I look back and I see that those things had to happen. Because if that never had happened, I wouldn't be where I am today. In the moment, he was frustrated, irritated, felt like giving up. But listen, don't count yourself out when something happens that you don't like or that, that, that causes you to be frustrated. Understand that who's in control of your life? Who orders your steps? That's God. Then, then just simply believe. God, I don't like what's happening right now, but I believe that something better is coming along the way. Jesus said, don't you see these things had to happen? It may not make sense right now, but one day you're going to look back. I'm telling you, I've been doing this a long time. One day you're going to look back and you're going to realize, yeah, I see why that relationship failed. It had to. I see why that door closed. It had to. I see why that didn't work out. It, 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 I, did, I didn't understand it in the beginning, in the midst of it. But now as God has progressed me and I'm further down the journey, I can look back and, oh, I get it now. That's why that had to happen. And Jesus is talking to him, trying to get them to understand that the moment they're in is one of the greatest moments in history. But they still can't see it. Everybody say back to the story. Y'all, is this helping anybody? It's helping me. Y'all give me five more minutes. Raise your hand if you give me five more minutes. Five, 10, 15, 20, 25 Okay, we're going to be spending all day long together because it's Easter. Amen. Jesus goes on. He says, guys, this had to happen. And then he, then he talks about all the prophecies concerning himself. Now, they still don't recognize that they're walking with the undercover boss guy. But he goes on and he's just having conversation. And he's telling them about all the prophecies about himself. And as they continue walking, they invite him to come stay for dinner. Verse 28, it's not going to be on the screens, but trust me, it's in the Bible. Just So guys, don't freak out up there. Yeah. Verse 28, I don't think it's on. Yeah. They came to the edge of the village where they were headed. He acted as if he were going on, like he's still undercover balls. He's like, I've been walking with you, telling you about me, and you don't even know it. And he's acting like he's just going to keep on walking. And they're like, no, hey, man, won't you, won't you come on? It's getting dark. Stay and have supper with us. It's nearly evening. The day is done. So he went in with them. Verse 30, here we go. Now it came to pass as he sat at the table with them that he took bread. Oh, this is, this is awesome, guys. Because now they're about to get it. Took the bread, blessed it, and broke it. And gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they knew him. In that moment, he brought them back to a focal point. This is something, it's almost like saying, guys, this is something we used to do together all the time. We broke bread together, and, and, and he broke it, blessed it, gave it to him. All of a sudden, boom, they recognize it's, it's, it's him. 
They knew him, and he vanished from their sight. Now, that's not enough to make you believe right there. Come on, when's the last time you were having dinner with somebody, and they handed you, they passed the salt, and then disappeared? <laughs> not never. You know what I mean? <laughs> but right there in that moment, now, I love what they said. He disappeared. Verse 32, and they said to one another, see, this is, this is, mm, God is so good. And they said to one another, did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us on the road and while he opened the scriptures to us? They got back to a place, wait, this, this was him. That's what they're saying. They're looking down, there's just them, but they're like, oh, that, we were talking with Jesus. Oh, yeah, remember, man, that's why my heart was burning while he was sharing the word, and we were with Jesus. And I believe the one thing that can get us through some hopeless, what we would call hopeless situations, is every now and then, I'm going to go old school, we got to have a little talk with Jesus. Anybody remember that? That's old school right there. Tell him all about my troubles. Just have a little talk with him. Just, just see what his word says about our situation. Begin to speak faith and not doubt. Speak faith and not worry. Simply believe. Jesus had to go the extra mile to remind two people who he walked the earth with. How much more? Will he go the extra mile for you and I? Come on. That's, that's real talk right there. We've not walked the earth with him in his flesh. And I believe he's more that much more adamant to reach out to us in those midnight hours, in those times where we're struggling, uh, in those times where uh, we seem like, man, we're in a dead situation, a dead circumstance. God, is there any hope for my family? Is there any hope for my marriage? Is there any hope for my future? Is there any hope for my children? Is there any, is there any hope that this is going to turn around? Is there any hope for my health? God, is, is, is there any? And I believe on Resurrection Sunday, that needs to be one of the greatest reminders for you and I today. Amen? That if he got up out of that grave, guess what? There's still hope. There's still hope. We've got to keep hope alive. We've got to keep hope fresh in our minds. We've got to keep hope at our forefront that God is still with us, that he's still here with us. I'm going to invite the team to come back up. But that God is still here with us. Now, in closing, I want to give you three things. You can write these down. I believe they'll, they'll help you uh, just with your life as, as we walk this out. I don't know about you, but I, I'm just... I'm just excited because even in, in, in my life and in, in, in our family, you know, God is doing some new things. And it's, it's a trust in the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. It's, it's where he's asking us, just simply believe. Just simply believe. It takes a sweet thing when you can just have faith in God and put all the responsibility on him. Now, we still have to do our part. But just believe God at his word. Amen. So three things I want to give you, and then we're going to pray, and, and we're going to continue on the rest of this day celebrating and remembering 
that we serve a risen Savior. Amen. The first closing thought, it could, it's a question form. What are you hoping for in this next season? Somebody write that down. Listen, don't just or file it away in your mind. But what are you hoping for? What is, where is your hope at? What is it that one thing that you're believing God for in this next season of your life? As, as we are reminded today about resurrection power, what is it that you are hoping for? And once you lock that in, you got to remember That the Bible says those that trust in the Lord shall never be disappointed. Oh, things may not happen the way you want them to happen. Because let's be honest, if you were standing here, let's say this is point A. Everybody say point A. And this would be point B. Okay, so we do know the alphabet. Praise the Lord. God has taken us so far. So... If I were to say to anybody in this room, if you're at point A and you're hoping for something over here at point B, and I would say, here's a marker, here's a whiteboard, draw your path of how to get from where you are to the place you're hoping to be. Now, because we're human, we would take that marker and we would draw a straight line from where we are to where we want to be, right? But in God's journey, when we have faith in Him, God's marker would, maybe we would take three steps here. Then we go back six steps. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Then the bottom would drop out. Then He let us enjoy this high moment just for a little while. And then we take some more steps back. And then it would hit that crazy season where it's just all over. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Just all over. Lord, what are you doing in my life right now? And finally, he would get us to that place where we were hoping for. And only then this whole journey would make sense. Oh, I see why you had me in that crazy season. I didn't know what, maybe there were some things, God, oh, you needed to work some stuff out in me. Because I wasn't ready to go there. You know, you can never trick God into thinking that you're ready for what he has for you. You just can't do it. But we can still have hope. Come on. Hope is ours. Don't give it up. The second thing I would challenge all of us as we continue this journey of life, when we hit those moments where something overwhelms us, I would ask myself this question. What has kept me from recognizing Jesus? What has kept me from recognizing Jesus in this moment? What, is, what has taken my focus off of him in this moment? Am I looking at what I can see in the natural? Am I looking at my, my current circumstances? Am I listening to what other people have said? What is, what is taking my eyes off of Jesus in this trial and situation that I'm in? Identify that. What is it that you need to, to, to let go of? What is it that you need to close an eye to and not give it your attention to it because it's taking your focus off of Jesus? And the third one, I would close with this one. Who are you listening to in these moments? I mean, no, that's pretty important. 
Who are you listening to in these moments? Who's speaking into your life in these moments? Who are you giving an ear to in these moments? You remember the disciples said, did not our hearts burn within us when he was sharing scripture, when he was speaking to us? You got to get around some people that are speaking some right things into your life. And listen, don't reject it. You'll know. I mean, how many have ever heard some, had some good advice given to you? And you're like, oh, I know you're right. Oh, man, you know. Get around those people that are speaking the right things into your life. That are making conversations that fire you up. Cause your spirit to burn. Those are, those are the right voices that you need in your life in these seasons. Amen. Amen. This help anybody today. Come on, somebody bless the Lord. Come on, come on, come on. Just bless him. Come on, you can, we can do better than that, Bridges. Come on. He's an amazing God. Let's stand to our feet. We're going to get ready to close. And one thing about me, sometimes I close about five times. So this is my first closing. Depending on how you respond, if you want this to be an extended close to the second close, it's all depending on how you respond. I've got seven in me, but... I don't know if you I don't know if you're ready for all seven. I do have seven in me, if, if you know. But what a glorious day. What an amazing day. What an awesome day. To celebrate the resurrection. Our Savior was dead, but now he's alive. He's alive. With resurrection power available to you and I. Listen, there's no situation that God can't get you up out of. There's no circumstance that's too big for Him. As we continue our journey and hitting these seasons of some ups and some downs, my prayer is that we always just remember, Patrick, that we just remember who he is and who we are in him as we continue to follow him. Now, I know as I wrap this up and those that are here, and maybe you're watching online, you tuned in and and I want to give all of us an opportunity and a chance, whether, whether you've been walking with Christ for a long time, maybe you've been a Jesus follower and, and you're going to continue on and I applaud you in that. Or maybe you're here and, and, and you would say, you know, Pastor, man, my, my relationship, I, 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 I can almost identify with those two disciples. It's, it's I'm not even recognizing Jesus and he's talking to me and I want to get back to that place where I can recognize his voice and identify with his voice. Maybe you walked in here today or maybe you tuned in because somebody sent you a link online and you tuned in and, 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 and you're like me as that little kid. You hoped for something and maybe it didn't happen and that is just, that is taking the very breath out of you. And maybe you tried church and 
through situations or circumstances, you, you, you've gotten away from God. But today, maybe, maybe, just maybe, you felt the undercover boss right alongside of you, speaking to you. And your spirit is on fire. That's God drawing you back to him. Back into relationship with him. Back into a life filled with him. So as we close out this service today, I, I just think it's very fitting that we, that we make that commitment to him. This may be the very first time that you make that commitment or, or there's nothing wrong to, you know, we talked about a couple weeks ago about renewing. There's nothing wrong about, you know, God, I've been on a journey and, and I've had some ups and downs and, and I, I need to get things right again. But I want everybody here, whether you're here live with us here at Bridges Nashville or maybe you're watching online around the world just just bow your heads and this is between you and God today I believe this with all my heart I want you to say this prayer with me and we're just going to believe that God is going to come into your life do some amazing things he's going to break bread with you and reveal to you who he is he's no longer the undercover boss but he is your Lord and risen Savior say this prayer with me thanks for listening to the Bridges Nashville podcast to stay up to date on everything going on at Bridges. You can find us online at facebook.com slash Bridges Nashville or at Bridges Nashville on Instagram.